Hello, and welcome to this episode of Hammering Down. I'm your host, Keller Hodges, and I hope you're having a wonderful, wonderful day. Um, if it sounds like I'm tired, I am a little tired. Um, I'm recording this about 5 o'clock in the morning. Uh, tomorrow, I am going to Minneapolis, but I'm leaving super early, so I'm trying to get up early today to like tell my body, hey, yo, we, we got to get up early tomorrow. I, I don't know if it's going to work, but that's what I'm doing, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, we'll we'll figure it out. But I figured this is a good time to record. Look, um, for people who are wondering where this week's episode of the weekly WFC is, um, the so Kaylee and Mac are, as far as I know, back with their respective clubs right now. So um, I don't really have my normal rotation of people to talk to. Um, and since I am heading to Minneapolis tomorrow. I just don't have as much time to record. I'm going to try to get an end-of-season weekly WFC, though. And there's been really good numbers on those episodes. So if you haven't listened to them, I highly recommend listening to them. And I'm definitely going to try my best to bring it back next year. But that's not really why you're here for this one. We're here to talk about San Antonio FC. And if you don't know about San Antonio FC, they are the defending USL Championship champions, which... Okay, small thing for me. Always find that one hard to say, like the defending championship champions. Like, that that just doesn't compute in my brain. Um, But, you know, that's fine. Look, this is a good team. This is a really good team. But this is a team that has been relatively struggling this year. I say struggling very relatively. They're in fourth, (laughs) which... For their own high lofty expectations, which they deserve to have, is bad, right? After being arguably the best team to ever play last year, I mean, there's a lot of underlying numbers and all that kind of stuff, but I mean, frankly, just watch the film from last year and just watch them play and you'll realize that San Antonio was the best team I think that's ever played in the USL last year um you know they've fallen off a little bit from that but it's almost impossible to assume that teams will just hold on forever that said they lost a a fair amount of talent um not a whole lot but a little bit and they also come in and they didn't have a whole lot of defenders they've signed so many people on these uh this kind of bizarre contracts i suppose um still they're good and I think the place that I want to start because in this match um they're going to be out with their starting goalkeeper Jordan Farr which is a big deal Jordan Farr you can put him up there in the conversation as the best goalkeeper in the USL I don't think that many people would bat an eye at that I think some might but not too many if I had to guess on who is going to be starting for them. Um, I think it's going to be the number 99 uh, Mercado. Uh, Mercado is, uh, he's one of their younger guys. Um, he is, I say younger, he's 23. Um, but he played in the U.S. Open Cup. He was their starter um, in the U.S. Open Cup. He's also played for them before in the championship. I'd Not for very long, though. Um 
he's Carlos uh, Mercado. He's a uh, uh, yeah, a young guy, and I, he's assume he is who I assume is going to play because Jordan Farr, if you didn't see it against Sacramento, had one of the most mental challenges <laughs> I've ever seen. Just super dangerous crap, and. I don't really know why he did it. Uh, it made no sense to me. <laughs> um, it was it was dumb. I just don't know what else to say. It was dumb. Um, but the star of this team last year was this defense, right? And look, they have players that can score. They have players in the midfield that are really freaking good. Um, but where you looked to this team last year and said, what is the strength of San Antonio FC? It was their back line. It was their defense. I, I don't think that's any shock to anybody that watched them last year. This year they come in and they didn't have as many defenders. Everybody was hurt. Like everybody was hurt. And so they had people brought in on these short-term loans. Um, and a guy that I think, I mean, this is one of those things of, do you talk about uh, defenders in the MVP conversations, defenders, goalkeepers? I have always been a big fan of calling for defenders and goalkeepers to be the MVPs of the team. Um I, I just have, I think that, um, I think most of the times they are truly the most valuable players on the team. Um, I think if you look at Legion, right, if you said who is the most valuable player on this team, and if you really thought about it, you really sat down and said who brings the most value to this team, I think you'd probably say Alex or Fanwell, right? Alex, uh, Alex Cronale or Fanwell Cavita. Those are probably who you're saying. Um that said, I mean, they brought in this guy who I, I should have done a little bit more research on the matter, but he did not play and was not in the 18, which I assume means he was suspended. But Bautista for them came in, and he was one of those 25-day uh, contracts, basically an emergency player who you're bringing him in on what is essentially a loan that it's kind of alone, kind of not alone. He's allowed to play in matches. And his debut was ridiculous. He's a guy that was with uh, OKC Energy. May they rest in peace. Um, but Lamar uh, Bautista, he, he came in. And if you remember the first week of the season, he had a bicycle kick goal and a goal from halfway, from the halfway line. It was one of the most ridiculous <laughs> Just opening matches you've ever seen. But then look at his actual stats. Look at him actually play. He had more than just a wonder start. He's really good defensively. He has some of the most tackles in the league. He is, I think, first in challenges one. He is a perfect pairing on the left side to uh, Mitchell Tainer and uh, Maloney, uh, Connor Maloney, you know, who Maloney's out on that right-hand side playing that wing back. Um, he is just the perfect pairing for this team in this three-man back line that San Antonio loves to deploy. Um, you know, it's really 
fun to watch this team when they're really rolling, when they're really cooking, right? Um, they got Manley, they got Garcia, and they got Mitchell Tainer. And Mitchell Tainer is going to be out for this match. And I mentioned earlier about MVP kind of conversations. Last year, if I was given an MVP vote, which, hey, um, USL people, please, please give me a vote. Uh, <laughs> um, I I would have guessed, I would have given my vote to either Nate Steinwasher or Mitchell Tainer. I think that they are the most important players. They were the most valuable players to the best team in league history. Um, Mitchell Tainer is going to be out for this one, though. He got, uh, or sorry, Mitchell Tainer will be in for this one. He got a second yellow, so a lot of people thought he would be out, but he's actually going to be in. So, you know, what are we going to be looking at for this back line? I mean, you have Garcia. You have Maloney, who can slot in as a right center back, but he's more of a right wing back. Um, and you, like I said, Mitchell Tainer, you got uh, Bautista. This is a really good back line a really good back line this year uh, the thing that has kind of been interesting for them is their chance creation where are they getting their goals and you see them and their to goal score totals right you know they're getting one two three goals a game they have their offensive explosion against charleston which you know, that one kind of was what it was. But, you know, when I say offensive explosion, I mean they won 7-0. <laughs> but this is a team that they score their one, two, three goals a game. That's just kind of what they do. But also, it, it just seems to be a little bit inconsistent. You look at some guys that they've had. I mean, this... Like I said, they have been bringing in guys on loan constantly. Um, and, you know, a guy who, uh, Samuel, uh, I'm, I'm going to mess up his name, uh, Adarian. I, this is a guy that always messes up his name, and I feel really bad. I'm going to practice this real fast and come back for you. Adinarin. I think it's Adinarin. I always mess up his name. I'm always really scared of his name. But he was with uh, St. Louis. And then out of nowhere, or St. Louis uh, City SC of MLS, and out of nowhere he gets recalled on loan. And yes, he immediately starts for St. Louis. Sorry about a weird cut there. Um, <laughs> I had an alarm just go off, and it scared the crap out of me. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, he gets recalled by St. Louis, and he was a guy that was giving life to this team. He... I mean, I, there's not a whole lot more to say other than that. He was really doing a lot for this team. So you look at who they have left. They have Baloney. They have uh, Hassan. They have uh, uh, Oluwasanye. Oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to practice his name, too, just real fast. I know how to pronounce his name. Oluwasei. I got there. Sometimes I see the names and I make it more complicated than they actually are. You know, they those are guys that have scored goals for them. Um, someone who else who I've always been um, I've always been impressed by by is one uh, Asukar, and he's a guy that's played 
in the USL for a long time, always on loan. Not he's not really here. <laughs> um, it's he's a weird situation, but I've always really enjoyed watching him play in the midfield. But these are a lot of names and a lot of players that, frankly, you don't know. But they're still really good. So, look, I've just talked a lot about players and all that kind of stuff. How do they play? If you remember last year, this is a team that was uber counterattacking. If they had a lot of the ball, they were miserable, right? Um, Like, they were constantly trying to have, like, 30% of the ball or less. And it worked really well for them last year. And this is kind of where we talk about with Legion. What are Legion not very good at this year? Playing against three-man back lines when they have to create chances and maintain possession. That's a really hard thing to beat. I mean, there's no question that teams that are... Teams that play three-man back lines, it's hard to beat them. It's that same thing of, like, it's hard to beat the low block, which basically means you're setting up your defense like super deep and you're just putting a whole lot of people behind it's hard to beat that why because there's like a thousand defenders you're trying to break down that's what makes it hard but with san antonio they aren't doing it because they you know they can't score they're doing it because they can score and yeah um also there's gonna be a cut here i'm about to join soccer down here in a little bit so I'm going to cut this now. I said I was recording at 5. I came back, and I'm recording a little bit more later. So this has been an all-day project. So I'm going to join soccer down here, and then, uh, yeah, watch that. I think that was the episode from either today or yesterday. So look at that. Anyway, I am back now. Um, That was really fun. Always uh, enjoy talking to the guys at soccer down here. Um, You you should go listen to that. (laughs) But, yeah. Um, it's funny because, you know, I think I just mentioned that. Maybe I just mentioned it in my own head about giving MVP awards. USL League One actually just reached out to me and asked if we would like to be involved with that. So, um, with that was the USL show. So, hey, they were listening to me, I think. I don't know. <laughs> Man. Um, where was I with this team? But, look, this is a San Antonio team that is still all about building up slowly, or not slowly, really quickly. They're all about letting the other team have the ball, and we are going to just go, 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 go. And this is still a team chock full of talent. Um, They are as fast as they come. They are as technical as they come. And this is where I think I need to be kind of brutally honest here. This is not a match where Colin Smith can start. And I and I know what you're thinking. Whoa, that was very brutal and upfront. Here's what I'm saying. Colin Smith is a really good player. We have seen him grow as a defender throughout the year. But whenever Legion have maintained possession, he tends to get caught too far up the pitch. And because of that... I think that we see a lot of times where when teams counterattack, they are gunning straight for Colin Smith's side, that right wing back side. I mean, this is a match where this is a Jake Roof match. And 
this is also coming off of Jake Roof having a man of the match performance, which was super underrated. He ended up getting some love out of the USL Championship, but Jake Roof was man of the match. I know disrespect to Deepin Wigbo. And, you know, Alice Cronali, who played well. Matt Van Okel, who also played well. You know, Anderson Seydu had a fantastic game, too. But Jake Roof was man of the match. <laughs> There's no question about that in my mind. And because of that, I think defensively he offers a little bit more. Now, against Sacramento, San Antonio really emphasized attacking down that uh, their right-hand side, which would be Legion's defensive left, which would be Gabriel Alves. Um, same thing against uh, San Diego. Same thing against you know El Paso. So if you're looking at who are they going to try to really play through, it would be Mitchell Tainer usually playing on the right-hand side, playing it over to Maloney, which obviously that's a really good player. Connor Maloney is a really good player. Also might be some of the biggest biceps I've ever seen in my life. And then trying to get up the, get the ball to like Hanson or, you know, Dylan, those are the kind of guys that they try to get played through. They really emphasize that right hand side. Cause why would you not? Mitchell Tainer is really good at soccer. Connor Maloney is really good at soccer. Also really good interviews. Check those out on the USL show. Um, I don't know why I'm plugging the USL show so much today. Huh. <laughs> so what should we expect, fully expect out of San Antonio? Like I said, they're not going to hold a lot of the ball. They're just not. Um, that's just not how they play. They they like to go fast, <laughs> right? Um, something that they do a lot, and this is something that Legion need to be wary of, is that they're going to, despite San Antonio playing really fast, they are one of the paciest teams in the league. They need to hold a high line because San Antonio will be called offsides. Offside? Offsides. Whatever. Doesn't matter. They will be called off a lot. They do it a lot. Against Sacramento, they were called off. Uh, called for offside four times against San Diego. Um, eight times against El Paso, eight times against San Diego again, three times against New Mexico, three times, only one time against Detroit City, but they also play a very low block. Um, against Charleston, two times, against Las Vegas, two times, against uh, Las Vegas again, three times. Uh, you get the point. Um, if Legion play a high line, San Antonio can't help themselves. <laughs> that sounds mean. But like with just the piece that they the pace that they work at, it, it it they just get called off a lot. So like Dylan, those guys are pacey, um like uh Oluwase. Um I think I messed up his name again. I'm sorry, San Antonio fans. Um you know, these are guys that are really pacey. Their their wings are fast. Azukar, or uh, uh, am I calling Azukar? I think I'm calling it Azukar, like sugar. I think it's Azukar. Why am I saying that? I'm I'm having a day, y'all. It has been a day. Um, you know, they have Zico Bailey, who is another pacey guy. They're fast. They're super fast. They're super technical. That's just how they play. Um, defensive wise, I mean, they allow, if you look at their, those, 
expected shots, right? Those expected goals. And that's always a thing out of, this is where I say expected goals are horseshoes and hand grenades, right? Like it really doesn't matter. Um, except it tells you how a team plays. And look, San Antonio, they allow a lot of shots, but they also block a lot of shots. Batista, I think, leads the league in blocked shots. Recently, they have been they've been a little bit more leaky, but I also don't think that's as fair to say when you say when you see just the fact that yeah, the, I mean they're allowing uh, just over a goal and a half per game. You can say well that means that their defense isn't as good as it was before. I I think a part of that's true, but they've also had blow-up games, like this 3-1 to uh, Sacramento. They were down to nine men. <laughs> um, they had their blow-up game against uh, San Diego, where they get a red card uh, somewhat early after going up. I think it was 3-0. And then out of nowhere, it's 3-3 after getting a red. Everything changed. Defensively, they're still good. Um, I I do think that Legion are going to have shots, and this is going to be a situation where Legion fans are going to be walking away frustrated, saying, Ugh, typical Legion. All they do is take shots, and they're never on target. We never actually test the goalkeeper. All they do is just dribble around, and when they shoot, it's just going into the leg of someone. They're never putting it on target. Mmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmmm
that's just not the case. You know, I want to point to an example of Detroit City. If you look at their stats throughout this year and you say, all right, how do they play? And don't forget, I just said half of the half of um, I lost it. Half of San Antonio's passes are for progressive passes. Detroit City, of their 300, you know, passes attempted, of their, you know, 350-some passes attempted, you know, they'll average only about 100, you know, passes going forward, which still sounds like a lot. But when you're talking about the difference between a half of your passes being forward prodding, poking, and prodding attacks, and a third of your passes being that, that's a major difference in a match. That's, you know, I don't want to extrapolate too much, and right? But if you want to extend this over a full 90 minutes, if 45 minutes your back line is under duress and they are having to deal with attacks versus only 30 minutes of it, that's a massive difference in the game. Obviously, that's not how passing percentages work, but that's just that's the kind of stuff I want you to think about in that sense. Your defense can't switch off because they will attack with all their might. This is what they do. San Antonio, like I said, they're without Jordan Farr. They are. Um, Mitchell Tainer, uh, you know, he's back despite getting a red card. Um, and what looked like he was surely to be suspended for, he's not he's back he's fine he is going to be playing um i think when you're looking at this team you're looking at a really solid defensive squad that yes have given up goals but i still believe in this back line their attack they got uh baloney they got hassan and then they got uh Uluwase. they those are the guys that are scoring the goals um you have a lot of distribution of goal scoring. Meanwhile, look at a team like Pittsburgh where, you know, it's pretty much all Albert Dequa. <laughs> That's who's scoring goals for them. Every, nobody else is really doing a lot to pick them up. San Antonio is really spreading the wealth around. This is just kind of what they do. They have a lot of guys who are going to, they're going to give it to you. Um, you know, if you're looking at what I think you would consider one of their best back or their one of their best, um, I guess, teams I, that you're going to be putting out there, you're looking at a Mitchell Tainer, a Garcia, you know, a Manly, maybe. You're looking at a Maloney. You're looking at Hernandez, Abu, uh, Azucar, uh, Bailey, a Dylan, and Oluwase. I, I feel like I'm um, you know, you're also looking at Batista again, Mitchell Tainer, Manley, uh, Maloney again, Abu, uh, Zahir. You know, those are the kind of guys that you're really looking at making an impact. And their team is good. We're playing in San Antonio. If any team in the USL goes into San Antonio and walks away with a draw, they are happy. It's a hard place to play. It's a really hard place to play. And I, I don't know what that means for for Legion. 
I talked to Anderson Asedu, um at the Legion WFC game, and he said the confidence in the locker room. He said he's never seen it be higher than it is now. He said he's never seen more confidence in the locker room than he is right now. And for San Antonio fans, I don't want that to be like. I mean, he did, Anderson did not say we are going to beat San Antonio. That's not what he said, right? But just in general of how this team's playing, and I said it against the Loudon match. And if you haven't read uh, John Fuller's article on uh, the Football Forge uh, about the Loudon win, I highly recommend it. Um, but. This is a team that is clearly running with a lot of confidence. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I, I think that if you're going into this match, if you're going into San Antonio, you can't have any doubts about your game. And according to Anderson Asedu, they don't have any doubts right now. He thinks they're really confident. They're really good. I I don't know. I don't know. I think that this is the time of year where they need to turn it on. They need to be as good as possible. They need to be the best version of Legion. And with these next upcoming five matches against San Antonio, against Las Vegas, against uh, Charleston, Tampa Bay, and uh, lose City. These are the matches you got to win. If you want to prove that you're a real deal title contender and you, when you look at the talent on the pitch, I think you'd be ridiculous to say that Legion are not a real deal title contender when you just look at names on roster. They are a title contender. But you got to prove it. You just straight up got to prove it. And this is the match where you got to do it. You just got to. Um, yeah, that's a bit... That's all for me. Uh, again, I don't know if there's going to be a post-match reactions. I don't even know if I'm taking my, uh, what do they call this, microphone with me to Minneapolis. Um, if I do, I do. If I don't, I don't. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Um, I'm going to put links in the description of stuff I think you all should check out. I think you'll really enjoy it. And, uh, yeah, until next time, guys. Keep hammering on.